Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Okuo. It's great to be back with you once again. This week, we are back in our series called Back to the Beginning. Now, to start the year, we shared the word that God wanted us to learn about and live by, which is sturdy. That's the word that we've been talking about and learning about all year long. To be sturdy, we will need to make sure that we are first built on the right foundation because it doesn't matter how well we are put together if we don't have the right foundation. We learn to be sturdy. It's really simple. Jesus is what we build upon. Jesus is the right foundation. He's the one that we lean our whole lives on. We started going over that idea in a series in January called The Beginning. So what we're doing now is going back to that series, going back to that word. We are going back to the beginning, and we're going to be doing exactly that today. But for today, I want to tell you about actually the end, (laughs) the end of the night at my house. Now, normally we get kids upstairs and get them to brush their teeth and shower, read a book, and, and we end up getting them to bed, right? Getting them into bed. Now, once the lights go out, we normally pray, and then it's like deuces for mom and dad. Normally we like break off. One person gets one kid, other person gets another kid. However, there are times that they aren't quite ready particularly my five-year-old daughter. There are times where I can tell she's a little restless or maybe like a little worried about the Scooby-Doo cartoon monster she saw earlier in the day. Whatever the case may be, she'll ask me a question. She'll look at me, you know, all the lights are off, got a little nightlight on. She'll say, Daddy, can you stay with me for one minute? Now, her ability to measure time isn't that great. I learned that by trying to leave after one actual minute, she's not ready for me to go. So what I have to do is wait in there until she's asleep or feels comfortable enough to sleep. Now, once that happens, I can go. Now, when I'm in there, I'm not necessarily doing anything for her, right? Like I'm not patting her like anything. I'm just providing my presence. Even though she knows everything is okay and she'll be fine if we're in just the other room, She likes the comfort and security of knowing that me or Lauren are in the room with her. Now, what about you? Have you ever wanted someone to stay around for just a little bit longer? Have you ever hoped that someone would stick around just long enough for you to feel comfortable where you are? Have you ever hoped someone would extend their stay until you got your feet under you? Have you felt this at work, in your home, while you were a kid, or even recently? Well, I think at some level, we all have. And we are actually going to see something like this happen in the first-hand account of Jesus' life that we're reading through today. The author of this account is Jesus' good friend and disciple, John. Now, to give you some context on what is going on here, Jesus and the boys, the, the twelve, just got done with feeding the 5,000 plus people the day before. Now, when the people were done eating, they got all excited. They thought Jesus was the one that was sent by God, right? All those people that he fed, they thought that he was going to be their new king. 
and he was going to free them from Rome. But before they could do anything more, Jesus slipped away from the crowd, slipped away from everyone into the hills to go and pray. Now it got later and later in the day, and there was no sign of Jesus. By the time it was dark, his disciples decided not to wait there any longer. They jumped on a boat and headed across the Sea of Galilee. Now at some point between 3 and 6 a.m., Jesus shows up walking on water, which is amazing, such an amazing account, but it's not what we're going to focus on today. What I do want to take a look at is what happens the next day after they have landed at the shore. So once again, Jesus gets up and starts preaching there on the other side of the shore. But the whole crowd from yesterday, they're not there. They actually showed up to where they were at the day before. However, they know where Jesus is from. They know the places that he would kind of uh, uh, start from, where he would originate from for his trips. So they make their way over there as well. And they find Jesus up there preaching. And when they find Jesus, check out what he has to tell them. I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. So Jesus is explaining here that what this crowd is all fired up about are the physical things that he can be doing for them. They're incredibly concerned about things that can perish like food and kingdoms. Now, when Jesus does this, when he's explaining this for, to them, he's taking care of them physically. He gave them the food the day before, and now he's doing it spiritually. He's pointing them to something even greater than the physical and spiritual need that might have been met before. Something even greater than fighting against Rome to give freedom to the nation of Israel. Jesus is pointing them to eternal life, a life that will go on forever that is given directly by God the Father. This is ridiculous and amazing and overwhelmingly extravagant. I mean, think about it. Would you want bread or freedom from occupation by Rome or forever and ever and ever an eternal life with Jesus, with God in the most perfect place ever? Well, here is how the crowd responds to this offer. We want to perform God's works too. What should we do? So Jesus has given them the key to eternal life. And all they want to do is ask about the work they got to do, the miracles that they might get to perform. I, I kind of think of it like this. Let's all imagine the best chef you can think of. Now that we're all thinking of Guy Fieri, the mayor of Flavortown, imagine that he pulls up to your house in that 1967 red Camaro that he's always driving at the start of his show. He gets out wearing a sweet, sweet shirt with flames all over it. And he comes into your place to teach you how to cook a meal. But not just any meal. This is the best meal that the world has ever seen, has ever tasted. It's like this ridiculous five-course meal with all the best and most amazing ingredients. And when he's done teaching you how to cook it, everyone eats it. And it's literally the best thing ever the best food you or anyone has ever eaten, ever. And then when he finishes, he asks, do you have any questions? And then you ask, can you teach me the best way to make a Hot Pocket? 
That's the worst. I mean, how could you ask that after you've been taught about something so much better and you want to know how to heat a hot pocket up? This is exactly what's happening with Jesus and the crowd. He gave them the world and they're asking about miracles. They're asking about hot pockets, which are fine, good things, but it's not eternal life. They're asking about all the works they can do in the name of the Lord, and Jesus knows that they aren't getting it. So he tries to make it as easy as possible. Here's how Jesus replies. Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. Jesus again points them back to the thing he needs them to get. Believing is all they need to do. We talked about this last week in John 3. Jesus showed them who to believe in. That when they believe in him, they would have eternal life. These bros are all worked up about the signs that they can perform. So Jesus gives them a few more examples. He talks about the bread that fell from heaven for the Israelites while they were walking in the wilderness. He explains that Moses isn't the one that made it happen. His father did. Now you can have that true bread that comes down from heaven. This is what Jesus is explaining. So the crowd is like, that sounds great. We want that. Give us that bread. And Jesus is like, I got you. I'm that bread. Believe in me and you'll never be hungry or thirsty again. And when he says that, Jesus is met with pessimism. People in the crowd are like, how could he be from heaven? I know his daddy, Joseph. Mary grew up not that far from me. So Jesus explains all of this again. Believe you get everlasting life. I'm the bread. Here's the deal. And he's met with more murmuring and pessimism from the crowd. And then he gives them one last explanation. So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna, but will live forever. This time, Jesus gets even further into the details of how this works. He starts to do something that is actually kind of horrifying to the people in the crowd, including his disciples. You see, drinking blood of any kind is completely forbidden when it comes to the laws that the people of the Jewish people were following. It was considered unclean. It isn't kosher. Not only that, it sounds like Jesus is explaining to them that they need to have some sort of cannibalistic experience for them to experience eternal life. Well, let me explain to you how Jesus is breaking that down. Remember, you have to connect Scripture to the context it's being presented in. You can't just pick a few sentences or verses without looking at the entire passage and seeing what Jesus had been explaining and trying to show them up to that moment. Remember here, Jesus is trying to show them that they don't need to do anything but believe. They don't need to worry about this physical thing that they have to do. In the same way that food simply fell from heaven to the Jewish people wandering the wilderness, the same thing is happening with Jesus right now. All they have to do is simply believe, and they will get 
that. Except he is now the bread, the bread of life. Whoever comes to him will never be hungry and never be thirsty again spiritually. Now here's where the flesh and the blood come into play. In the way Jesus will achieve this. Jesus will have to hand over his flesh and spill his blood physically, literally, so that we will get to enjoy the bread of life spiritually. So when we believe in Jesus, we are technically ingesting his flesh and blood because we are receiving the bread of life. That is what he is explaining right here. Now, I can understand this can be a little confusing, but you aren't alone. The disciples, the giant crowd of people following Jesus, including his close-knit group of 12, they are right there too, kind of confused. Here's what John records now. Many of his disciples said, this is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining, so he said this to them. Does this offend you? Then what will you think if you see the Son of Man ascend to heaven again? The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But some of you do not believe me. For Jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe, and he knew who would betray him. Then he said, That is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, are you also going to leave? So this entire day, all of this was meant for one thing, for people to turn away from the physical things they wanted from Jesus, the miraculous signs, the new king of Israel, the savior from Rome. This was meant for people to see what Jesus was doing spiritually. The bread, the fish, the signs, the explanation of the flesh. It was all so these people could see what Jesus was going to do for them spiritually, for all of eternity, for all time without end. Jesus has gone through all of these explanations so they could see him, so they could know him, so they could have this eternal life, so they could have this everlasting bread, so they would never be hungry and never be thirsty again. But it didn't fit with what a lot of the disciples knew. It didn't connect with the laws they followed. It didn't connect to what they thought God was. So they left. Dozens and dozens of people, the crowd emptied. They realized that wasn't what they wanted. So they abandoned him. Then he takes a moment to look at the 12, his closest dudes, his best friends. As a majority of the group of people that have been following Jesus are leaving him, he asks this question to the 12, and it might be one of the most human questions you see Jesus ask in all of the accounts of his life. He asks, are you leaving me too? All of these other people think I'm crazy. All of these other people think I'm too much. Do you? He knows their hearts. He knows their minds. He knows everything will be okay. And he knows everything will work out the way it's supposed to. But Jesus still asks them this question. If it was my daughter asking this question, she'd be asking the 12, 
Can you stay for one more minute? And there's something that Jesus' question here that just like resonates with me emotionally. Here's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, sitting there in front of his friends asking if they're going to stay with him or desert him. In some ways, I think it resonates with me because I'm looking at it from the opposite angle. I'm looking at it thinking about all the ways I've messed up. I think about all the ways I've stepped away from the things Jesus has asked me to do over the years. I think about the shame I hold because of those things. I've been given so much and I so regularly mess it up. So there are times when I'm praying, when I'm worshiping, when I'm writing a sermon, when I'm standing in in front of all of you, where I worry. I worry I'm there alone. I worry that the Holy Spirit has departed from me. I worry that Jesus has deserted me. Have you ever felt like that? That you're on your own? That everyone in your life has left you, even Jesus? Well, I want to remind myself of what is true and unburden you of that word, worry. Jesus is always with us. He is everywhere, all the time. When we are going through tough times, he is there. When we are doing the right things, he is there. When we're doing the wrong things, he's there too. When we are broken, and feel like there is nothing good left in our lives, he is still with us. He's sitting with us. He isn't going to abandon us. He gave up his flesh for us, his blood, his life for us. So we could have that bread of life. So we could have that eternal life. A life with him in heaven after our physical life is over. A life with the Holy Spirit here on this earth so we can help spread who he is to everyone around us. We are never alone. We always have him with us. Now to fully experience that, you have to believe in Jesus and what he did here on this earth. That's the only thing you can do. He talked about that today, right? And for some of you listening, You might not have ever proclaimed that. You might not have ever thought through that. And if that's you, i just like to thank you for listening to this. I appreciate your interest in what we're talking about and having an open conversation and and understanding where we're coming from. So for some of you listening, you might be someone that believes that you never proclaimed it. In this passage that we went through today, it actually ends with a proclamation from Peter, one of his disciples. And this is how he answered Jesus' question, are you also going to leave? Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. So maybe you believe, but you've never said it to him. Or maybe like the disciples, you believed and talked to him about it before, but things are crazy right now. People are running from him like crazy and you need to proclaim it again. If you fall into any of those categories, I'd like, what I'd like to do is lead you in a conversation with Jesus, which we'd call a prayer. 
In this prayer, you just simply confirm your trust and faith in him, that Jesus is who he says he was, the son of God, the perfect lamb sacrificed for you to make you right with God. And what I'll do is I'm going to ask the rest of the Akuo community to pray along with you because here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community there with you. When things aren't going well, you always have a community with you. We will not desert you. So if you want to confirm your belief in Jesus, just go ahead and say this between you and him. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now, for the rest of our, us believers, whether you believe in Jesus for the last five seconds or the last five decades, I want to lead you in something. Y'all, our name is Akuo for a reason. It's because it means listen. So we want to be listening to God every chance we get. And because of that, I want you to ask God a very simple question. And after you ask that question, I'm going to give you a minute to allow yourself to a little bit of time to hear from God. Now, if you need more time than what I give you, you can go ahead and pause this and keep listening. Or if you feel like you're distracted, like you're in a spot where you can't stop and listen to the Lord, it's okay. This is a time where we're helping train you up to figure out how to do this all week long. So do it later on. That's okay. All right, so here's the one question I want you to ask. Just ask Jesus. What ways are you showing that you are with me? I'll come back in a minute to finish out in prayer. to reach out to the people that need to be reached out to. Jesus, show us your presence, especially when we ask for one more minute. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all these things in your holy, mighty, and wonderful and loving name. Amen. All right, thank you so much for being a part of this today. Before we go, there are a few things I'd like to share with you. 
The first thing I'd like to share is what we have coming up over the next few weeks. First thing is we're going to have a Christmas Eve online service. So Christmas Day, we will not be meeting. We will be online only. Then New Year's Day, we're completely off. We want you guys, we're going to give away our first Sunday of the year. We're giving it away to the Lord. We're encouraging you guys to be with your family and your friends and check something out. Then on January the 8th, we will be inside in the gym. We can't wait to experience that day with y'all. Now, as the year winds down, I want to thank you for all the ways that you have helped us be generous to our community, to link to our community. So far this year, we've been able to make donations to so many things. We did it through drives. We got backpacks and toys for kids through Christian Assistance Ministry. We fed 30 seniors and their families with all the sides y'all brought for Thanksgiving. And then we've been able to make some amazing donations. We got 33 turkeys to help to get families at the Head Start School upbring. We paid almost $1,000 in charges that had been made by students to buy lunch and breakfast at Brooks Academy. We have kept the lights on and phones working, bus passes valid, and roofs overheads for dozens of families this year. Now, in addition to all that, we've been able to help different church plants and nonprofit organizations that are helping people receive the message of Jesus, not only here in San Antonio, but all over the world. And Akuo, the reason we are able to do that, to link to our communities in ways like this, is because you because you give to God's kingdom movements and you trust that God wants to work through you here at Akuo. So I just want to thank you for your generosity. And I want you to be talking to the Lord and asking him what he wants you to be giving. It doesn't matter how much, it doesn't matter whatever it is, I want you to be speaking to him. Now, if you aren't sure where to start, one of the many ways that you could express your generosity here is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering in the storehouse, which is your local church. That could be where you start until you hear from him. But we don't want this to be a burden for you. We want you to do this as a celebration of the relationship that you have with Jesus. This isn't a thing where you give something and God gives you something back. Remember, experiencing eternal life is not about what you can do. It's about what Jesus has done for you. This is about doing something to celebrate all the things that you have received through your relationship with Jesus. Now, the celebration of giving might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really hard for you and your family. And if that's you, that's totally okay. If that's you, we want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akuo.church. Or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. If you are willing to give here at Akuo Church, there are a couple of ways that you can go ahead and do that. The first way is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow all the instructions that you see on the screen. We also have our text to give option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send a gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail that check to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate all of you. 
And we will be praying for you now, and we will continue to pray for you throughout the entire week, me and the rest of our Kuo team. Now, before we go, I just want to pray over you one last time. So, uh, Jesus, I, I thank you for, for everyone here. I thank you for, for everyone as, as you are moving in their lives, and I ask that as they turn off their TVs and, and put away their phones and close their laptops, Lord, I pray that you would continue to speak to them in amazing ways. I pray that you would show them that you are with them. I pray that as they go throughout their week, that you would just give them little pokes and little taps to remind them that you are with them. Jesus, I pray for anyone that feels like they are alone, that you would just be so overwhelmingly present in their lives. I pray for all the people that are here and listening right now, that they would think about someone that is alone or that might feel alone and that they would reach out to them during this holiday season and connect them, link to them, because that's what you're calling them to do, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for everything and we love you. And we pray all of these things in your holy and mighty and wonderful name. Amen. All right, that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.